0: All right, welcome back to J Tom Lawlerink the score. After two periods now, Merrimack leads Boston University by the score of three to nothing. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. And tonight's second intermission is brought to you as it always is by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit Merrimack.edu backslash graduate. That's Merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, three Players scoring their first goals of the season tonight for Merrimack, and the Warriors have a 3 0 lead at the end of two periods. Mike McMahon joins us from the themacreport.com, college hockey news, and the Eagle Tribune. And uh, Mike, I know that you had another game you were at. Uh, you got here uh, midway through this one, but uh, based on what you've seen so far, your thoughts on this game?
1: I mean, everything lined up for it to be, you know, potentially a rough night. You're down a couple of forwards. Uh, you're dressing eight defensemen because you're down a couple of forwards, and uh, it, it's it's two guys up the middle. So you got guys playing in the middle that maybe haven't played the middle for long stretch Maybe some of those guys haven't played the middle much here at all. Like I'm not sure if Logan Coombs has played center at all here, uh, and he's in his third year. I mean I'm sure he's played center throughout his hockey development days, but uh, I'm not sure he's played center here. So it, everything kind of lined up for it to maybe be a rough night. Uh, but here they are, find themselves up three 0 I mean you really can't ask for anything better. Uh, from what I have seen, it looks like one of the big things that was a focus this week too was getting shots off quicker. Uh, which I mean I thought directly led watching the video earlier. I thought it directly led to the first two goals anyway. Uh, just guys getting those shots off quicker. I know that's been a big focus, too. They want to get shots in volume. They've talked about that, but a big part of that has been able to get the puck up or stick with
0: it. And we talked with Scott Bork about that last week. I know after the Friday game, after the Bentley game, and talking about the fact that you know things need to happen more quickly, and uh, a lot of times the adjustment for players at this level is uh, you know how quickly do things happen. So you get the puck, right? A lot of times you're used to being able to settle the puck, right? And then let a shot go, and then when that happens... Uh, you know, maybe at a, at, a, at another level, where you're able to score goals like that. You can't do that here. You got to let those pucks go quick, and, and sometimes that's the difference. And uh, I think we've seen it be the difference at times tonight. Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny because you can kind of catch a team with that too. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think
1: that's what we've seen here. I mean, BU, even in the last two or three years where they've prototypically had all these first round talent, they, they have been slow starters. I mean, they went two and four in October last year. So part of that is just you've got younger guys. I mean, it's harder to kind of integrate those younger guys as quickly as you want to. So. Uh, I think on a smaller rink like this, you can maybe out physical them a little bit, but then also maybe catch them off guard with some quicker shots. Even the guys that have come, even the guys that have come back, we don't expect that. You know, the way you've played the last couple of years, uh, they don't know that those shots are going to come off as quick. Especially some of them. that I mean, as soon as you cross the blue line, they're into the zone and just put the puck on net. Things happen. I mean, you, you can score a goal off, off a play like that. And, uh, I think you've, you've seen them catch them off. You've seen Merrimack catch BU off guard a couple times. So. Chad, Chris not in the lineup for BU tonight, Mike. does he? Bringing? bring to the table for the 10 years. I, I think he's their best defenseman. Yeah, that's why when, when I saw that he was out, I, was, I mean, that's a big loss. I think he's their bestie. Uh, he transitions the puck really, really well. Uh, he's also good in the power play, and that's where they've kind of struggled a little bit. And he's an older guy. I mean, they don't have many older guys. I mean, older is relative. He's probably 20 years old because he came in as an 18-year-old freshman. But uh, he's a junior, I think, right? Is he a soccer Junior, I think he's a junior, so uh, he's an older guy for that. Yeah, he's definitely a junior, so he's an older guy for them, uh, a more experienced guy. And just the way that their schedules worked out so far, they started at Minnesota State, bigger, stronger, older team, and they struggled. Uh, now they come in here to Merrimack, which, on the younger side, with as many freshmen as they have, but still, uh, you know, typically a, a bigger, stronger, maybe a little more experienced team. And I think you've seen BU struggle with that so far this year in the first two
0: weekends. Four shots on goal in the game tonight so far for Chase Grisock. You know, we've talked about his nose for the net and the fact that he goes there. It's already paid off, at least with an, an assist for him. And uh, he might have been out there on uh, one of the other goals as well, I forget. But uh, at any rate, you know, he's a guy that I'm sure, I'm sure they like the way that he's been playing. The, they like the fact that, that he does go to the net. And, and, you know, you talk about that quick release, guys just letting pucks go. You know, that is going to end up paying off. Uh, sooner or later, more times than not.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to score eight, a lot of goals. Uh, it's just a matter of time. You know, uh, he put so many pucks on that. I mean, I think he led the team in shots both nights last week. He definitely did on Friday, uh, but I think he led him in shots again on Saturday too. So when you have a guy like that, and they're and they're not bad shots either. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who's you know taking soft rushes from the top of the circles. Sometimes you have defensemen that might lead you in, in shots on a, on a, any particular night, but you know a lot of the shots from defensemen are from further back in the zone he's right on top of the net, so at some point that's going to break through and, and you got to think I mean, I, I honestly we're still early enough in this year that I, I think he could score 10 goals as a freshman I think he could be a guy that by the time he's a junior and senior, we could be looking at 15 or 20 goals I mean, he, he has that type of touch too and that type of uh, that type of pedigree I mean, at 30 plus goals in the USHL last year, that's typically a league where scoring carries
0: over, so uh, I think we're going to see him score and score off uh, Some news recently about recent commits, uh, you know, recruit Uh, Tell us what's going on there. uh, Give us a little assessment of some of the guys. I know there was a... uh one fellow committed recently, but give us an update. Uh,
1: yeah, they had a couple in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Zach Vanel, a uh, defenseman from Camrose, and, and Merrimack's had a lot of players from Camrose. Cole McBride uh, is a Camrose player who's on the roster now. And looking back, you know, Carl Stollery, Jesse Todd, Chris Barton, Clayton Jardine, there may even be more, uh, but they've had a lot of Camrose guys. So Zach Vanel is a defenseman who uh, I think can move the puck pretty well, from what I understand. Uh, he committed a couple of weeks ago, he'll be for next year. Uh, and then another player for next year, Mack Welcher committed this week from Des Moines uh, in the USHL. Hasn't put up a lot of big offensive numbers. Uh, you know. Might be a little more of a depth piece, but uh, you, you need those guys too, obviously. I mean, you need guys that can kill penalties and, and provide some energy. So, uh, yeah, those have been the, the two most recent comm- commitments for sure. But they've, they've had a lot since, uh, since probably April and May.
0: What's your assessment overall? Because like you said, there have been a lot. That's been one of the things, you know, said about uh, Scott Borick that, you know, the recruiting that he's done at Providence before that at UNH, for example. uh, You know, what's what's your assessment of of the guys that they've landed so far, as well as what are you hearing from other people? Basically, unbiased sources, what they're saying. Brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned this here. I talked to a, a hockey East head coach not long after they made the hire here. And one of the one of the things that he said to me was, as an opponent, as an opposing coach, one of the things that would make me nervous is if they brought in somebody who knows how to recruit. That, that's exactly what the coach said because uh, he thought that, that may have been really the only missing piece. And it's not like they it's not that they didn't know how to recruit here before. I think it's just that the strategy was a little different. Um, so the strategy has definitely changed now I mean you talk about how they kind of want to shoot the puck in volume uh, it looks like I mean they've recruited in volume too they've committed a lot of kids since May um, but typically I think you see new coaches do that a lot I mean Greg Carvel did that at UMass I mean, he brought in a lot of kids his first couple of years um, we, saw it at, at, uh, we saw it at Providence as well I mean, new coaches tend to do that we saw it here you know at Merrimack back in 2006 I remember showing up I was a senior that year and I remember showing up in the locker room there were four or five guys that I didn't even know who they were uh, they, they, you know when you when you walk in the first day. So it happens when you have a new coach. I think, you know, they want to bring in their own guys. And, and, uh, you know, from what I understand, some of of these guys are are probably projected more on the high end. Uh, And then there's some guys that are going to project more as as depth-type players, which is, I mean, that's what you're going to get. I mean, obviously, you're trying to build a team. You're not just trying to, you know, fish with a a net as, as big as you can and try to just get... Top line talent. I mean, it's, it's tough, I think, to, to do that if you're Merrimack number one. You're not going to land all those guys, so you kind of limit yourself. Uh, but ideally, you're building a team that includes
0: some defensive minor wingers that can shut down a team like VU, which is what Merrimack has done so far tonight. Well, before we let you go, quickly speaking of Greg Carville, next week it's UMass on the schedule for Merrimack. Another test here after playing BU. UMass three and one after splitting this weekend. Now they taught they lost this afternoon. Earlier this afternoon, uh, splitting at number one, Ohio State. Your assessment of uh, and, and how the teams match up next week. Your assessment of UMass.
1: I think they're going to be really good. Uh, you know, I, I know they kind of remind me of BU a couple years ago, where a lot of their their better players are so young. You could see some ups and downs here early, but I think when we hit January, you know, they're gonna be I think they're gonna be cooking when we hit January. The biggest thing with them is gonna be do they have the goaltending. Matt Murray looks pretty good. They have a a finished player that they brought in as a goaltender too. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know they were pretty excited about him. So if, if they get that goaltending piece, I think they're going to be really good because they've got some underrated forwards. I mean, no one talks about John Leonard. I think he had 28 points as a freshman. No one talks about John Leonard because Kel McCarr was number four overall in the draft, and, and uh, Ferriol was was a second round pick. It was the two highest draft picks they've ever had. But that's a that's a pretty good, not a pretty good. That's a really good team uh, who I think is going to be potentially the high end, the ceiling. I think they could be a top four team in the league. All
0: right, thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, thank you. All right, that's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, College Hockey News, and the Eagle Tribune. The score after two, Merrimack three, BU nothing. Back with more after this. This is Warrior Hawk.